Welcome back to Trends in Low Places, a comedic exploration of the dumbest stories of the day. I am one of your hosts, Mike Cushing. And I am the Biden to his Obama, Michael Howard. Michael, let's go for a ride. Let's go for a ride and um, I'll save you from a motorcycle gang with my sawed-off shotgun. A pardon? Oh, yeah, you didn't, you didn't read about that story? You know how, like, after the president leaves, there's all these, like, memoirs and, like, stories about his office and his administration? Well, a new one came out just recently. All the cool shit he did. Yeah. And, the, you know, they put it in the presidential library, all that good stuff. Yep. Yep. So this one came out and it's about the time that Barack Obama and Joe Biden were amateur sleuths. Um, and like Biden the Hardy just, Boys. He, you know how he keeps getting himself into trouble, so... Like he gave a massage to like a biker's girlfriend. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so, you know, Obama busts in and saves him from the motorcycle gang. And like, I don't remember hearing about this, but I mean, it sounds accurate. Yeah, it's one of those things is like, I know you're lying. I mean, I know it's a, a fictional book. I also think it might have happened. Like <laughs> Joe Biden definitely, if it wasn't Obama, like... Michelle definitely came in and like cracked some heads to save Joe Biden from some like Croatian drug lords one time. Yeah, I mean, this guy probably like wrote it as a joke. And then oh, Biden and Obama, oh, Biden, Biden and Obama are probably like, oh, shit, who did you tell? Well, it's probably one of those things that like the story happened in real life and like what actually happened according to the Secret Service case files was like too crazy for anyone to believe that it actually happened. So it's like, the guy got a hold of these somehow. He had a friend in the in the Secret Service. And then he was just like, no one will believe this, even as a joke. So let me dial it down. Let me <laughs> dial it down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, it wasn't just one gang. It was like 40 people. He killed them all. No, it was like for some him. reason, Joe Biden tried to break into Fort Knox. Mm, like for yeah. no reason. He just wanted and, a tour and it was after hours. And he was wearing all black. He dressed up like Sean Connery from Entrapment, and he came in through the ceiling vents. And they're like, "Joe, you have a key. You're the vi- like you can come during the daytime. You're fine." And, and then Ob- Obama had to like rescue him. He had to show up like Catherine Zeta Jones and work his way through the lasers. I, I don't know if he could do it. I've seen the jeans the man wears. I don't know if he could really squeeze that butt through with those laser beans. I mean, I've seen him. He's got a sweet. By jump the way, shot I though. just I just said laser beans. <laughs> <laughs> all Whoops. those laser beans can i say this it'd be a lot harder to sneak through laser beans than laser beams uh, yeah what would a laser would it just be like a it, instead of shooting photons it shoots out tiny little beans i don't know what it would be i'm not i'm not the science fiction writer i'm just saying if you had to sneak through a laser bean field it'd be a lot more difficult that is than true. laser beams but that's where i'm at right now because <laughs> michael i've had a day it's been it's been really bad. I oh, woke yeah. up early. I woke up early because I had a meeting scheduled at work at 8.15, and then it got canceled at 8.10. Mm, yes. Uh, so I did those. I didn't those. have a good balanced breakfast, um, and then I had a nice little Adderall to focus my brain mm-hmm. during my morning of meetings, and then the morning of meetings turned into a full day of meetings, and I didn't eat lunch, um, and then on the way home from work, because I was starving, I had... Uh, a bratwurst from a quick trip gas station. <laughs> oh, God. And then, and then I went to a after work event and they gave me wine. And now I'm feeling weird. So that's where I'm at. Also, I had seven cups of coffee today. I read a story recently that apparently if you drink eight cups of coffee, you're going to live longer than someone who drinks no coffee. So, well, I am. That's hold on. 
<laughs> the only thing they said was if you drink seven cups, you'll live longer than someone who drinks none coffee. Look, I didn't read the article. I just read the title and I was like, we're, we're not going to talk about this on film. So I didn't. is it like four minutes longer because your your body won't your brain won't recognize that your heart has exploded? You know, I assume it's kind of like, a, you know, these people are being selected out. The people who don't drink coffee because they're so tired and they just walk in front of buses and stuff. Right. They can't function normally. Right. So I assume that that's the reason. A lot of I mean, early I, deaths. I got to figure it's actually it's it's like fake life, though, that you're just powering through <laughs> just on caffeine and tannins. There's probably tannins in coffee and you're just you're not really alive. I'm sure there's tannins in coffee. Maybe. One night when they have to share a bed in a flea bag motel room and Biden can't fall asleep, he makes Obama play POTUS, SCOTUS, or FLOTUS, a game that involves naming three female politicians and picking which one you would elect president, nominate for the Supreme Court, or marry. Yeah, okay, so in, in this game, mm-hmm. if you were to present this to Joe Biden, which one is... Which which is fuck Mary Kill? <laughs> obviously, Mary and Mary is Flotus. Obviously, is it though? Hmm. It might be Scotus. That's a lifelong commitment. That is true. That is a lifetime. So yeah, Potus. Potus is like a fling. Yeah, Potus is a fling. So that's Four, fuck eight years max. Yeah, that's so that's fuck. fuck. And then Mary would be Scotus because lifetime appointment. And then Flotus is kill. No, I think Potus might be kill, which is weird to think about. Oh, and hey, by point. the way, Secret Service, this is just for goofs and giggles. Don't come at us. <laughs> don't c- yeah, please don't. Man, Scotus might be killed now that I'm really thinking about it. Scotus? You don't want to hang. Scotus might be killed. You don't want to hang out with them. That's true. You You're like to- banishing them to like their own little chamber. And like all their opinions like, kind of suck and really impact you. So it's just like, I'd rather just you, you were just dead. Mm. So maybe POTUS is fuck. Flotus is, is definitely Mary. And Scotus is just kill him. I don't care. <laughs> just get rid of him. Just boo. I hate you so much. Right now. The current makeup of this court and the direction it's setting. Just kill him. A- apparently in the book, Biden lists Nancy Pelosi, Elizabeth Warren, and Hillary Clinton. And Ob- Obama responds, give me three different names. He doesn't answer. Which is not really in the spirit of the game. And no. I feel like Obama would be in the spirit of the game. Actually, I kind of think that's exactly how Obama would play that game. Although he's got good comedic timing, but maybe it's those three that he just didn't want to deal with. <laughs> he just doesn't even want. He doesn't want it to get back to him. And let's be honest with you, or with our ourselves. Do you think Joe Biden would actually name those three people for a game that, like, Winky Winky wasn't fuck Mary Kill? It'd be like, I don't know, Flotus, uh, the bartender at Hula <laughs> Hands down on, on Adam's Angela Morgan. Merkel, uh, that one lady I gave a massage to in the in the, the, Denny's. the Denny's, yeah, and then this Joe, this ice cream cone. Joe Biden is basically a non-athletic Tiger Woods who just happened to be elected to one of the highest offices on this guy, like. Dude, Joe Biden is is mad nasty, right? <laughs> I I mean, yeah, you're probably right, but I but he rides I, like, the train to work, so I can't about really. That. Yeah. yeah, he rides the train to work, so you know he's fine. Well, Michael, just to segue from um, our former vice president, his nefarious ways. Um, since we're on the subject of high literature, um, I just had a a slight family revelation of a a new author um i have i have some folks in my family who are into you know 
what would colloquially, colloquially, blah, 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 into what would colloquially be, <laughs> I'm going to not say that word, actually, <laughs> turns out, um, what would charitably be called smut <laughs> or, or romance novels. And um, this was someone I, I think is probably more internet famous, and I'm surprised I haven't heard of him before now. But uh, he does have a humble bundle, which is a a what a now? Collection, a humble bundle, which is it started with video games. But basically, you would get a set collection of games based on what you donated, and all most of the proceeds would go to a a good charity or good cause based on. So like you could you could pay like a dollar to unlock like one video game, but like $10 to unlock. Like if you donated more than the average donation, you would get like the the whole catalog of games and they've been expanding to books. See, when you were talking about romance novels and humble bumbles, humble, humble bundles, bumbles. I thought mm-hmm. you were going a completely different direction with this one. No, but. sir. Well, um just hold your horses real quick cuz the direction I'm you going You know, I in, really liked watching that porn because the guy had a really humble bundle. You know, it yeah. wasn't like one of those big honking ones. It's like, it's a hug that I could see myself waving around. Yeah, it's I not mean, just, you know, it's not going to be a big splash. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, it's there. It's there. And you'll be like, hey, that's a penis. You know, no one's going to. We can't. After he dies, no one's going to like, you know, tell all the nurses to come around and, and open this, this bag up and look at this this dongle. But. Hold on. I well, let's get I feel like that's a story that you haven't told me about yet. Let's um let's put a, a pin in that one for put a, put a pin in that penis. Yeah. Oh god. Uh the yeah. Bundle, bundle, Good bundle Lord, I can, I can already tell this episode is going to be <laughs> just just the worst. Well, anyway, Michael, I was told about this author who's holding a humble bundle drive right now. His name is Chuck Tindall. Sorry, Chuck Tingle. My bad. I apologize. Chuck- Tingle. Chuck Tingle. Okay. Would you So this gentleman writes in the um in the erotic sphere. I'm gonna guess that's a pen name. I well actually his full pen name is Dr. Chuck Tingle. Of course. So yeah, probably. Um Michael, would you care to guess uh, according to Wikipedia in my extensive research, how this gentleman got his start? What sort of maybe novels he was writing? Oh shit. I mean I'm going to stop you right there. It's dinosaur erotica. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say sci-fi, so, I mean, Kind of. And then he expanded to us. Wait, wait. I'm going to need more details on dinosaur erotica. Like, people having sex with dinosaurs or, like, dinosaurs having sex with other dinosaurs? Um, Well, Michael, luckily for you and for me and for our our good listening audience, who I I have to assume is diminishing by the second. Um, <laughs> dinosaur erotica is part of the larger genre of monster erotica, which is a subgenre of erotic literature that involves sexual encounters between humans and dinosaurs. Okay. Okay, so they subscribe to the Young Earth creationism theory yeah. of dinosaurs and humans. Okay. By the way, the um the three titles that this week Wikipedia article has chosen through we've talked about wikipedia's rigorous editing system before and how how much those guys those people just suck just flat out stink um the three titles chosen to harness the full energy of the dinosaur erotica genre are taken by the t-rex ravished by triceratops and what i have to assume would be my personal favorite a billionaire dinosaur forced me gay (laughs) 
A what kind of dinosaur? A billionaire. I'm sorry if I stuttered. Oh, a billionaire. A billionaire dinosaur, dinosaur forced, forced me gay. Me. Are like dinosaurs a stand-in for something else that I am unaware of? Oh, just dinosaurs. I They're think. just dinosaurs. Yeah, maybe maybe dragons. They might be a stand-in for. Um, but Michael, I was like a dinosaur is not like a type of sex position of some sort that I'm missing. It's just he's just just people out banging dinosaurs. Just people out doing all the good works with the uh, prehistoric beasts. Oh, um, I get it now. Yeah. Get on the floor, everybody do the dinosaur. Yeah. See, I that's think... what they were talking about. Oh, boy. Um. So, ooh, actually, here's a quote from noted dinosaur erotica author Christy Sims. Sims' author biography claims that, quote, while my outward tastes are relatively simple, my inner thoughts are filled with lusty thoughts of big, strong, powerful monsters having their way with beautiful maidens. Anyway, this is all just not germane at all to the... God damn it. <laughs> Another quote from Alara Bronwyn. One day, thinking about the movie Jurassic Park, she quote, pictured dinosaurs having their way with women. I died laughing. I was about to dismiss these thoughts as the workings of my freaking mind, but then I had an epiphany. Dino- dinosaur erotica was something new that I'd never tried before. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's not, that's not always a good thing. No, I mean, usually not. Um, but regardless, Michael, this is way off track. Chuck Tingle. Um, so current. I'm sorry, just the dinosaur erotica thing. Like, and, and I don't you understand know how that even works. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I, I don't know. I don't care to, if I can be really honest, I just don't care. Um, because I, I read another title of, so I've been looking into the titles of Chuck Tingle books oh for about the last two hours. And so one would have to charitably call him a erotica satire writer. He's moved beyond his dinosaur erotica. Mm. Um, one of his his first books, and I believe he also has a podcast uh, along the same title here. But um, I think one of his first books was called Pounded in the Butt by My Own Butt. <laughs> <laughs> and... Okay, no, no. See, okay, that that actually makes less sense to me than than the dinosaur one. Michael, I'm going to send you a link. I want you to read through some of these titles with me. Um, So he's it's mostly just a lot of butt stuff. Uh, So he he kind of has pioneered into more of a uh, uh, a niche like gay erotica sort of realm. But like the the art for this this book. Pound in the butt, my own by my own butt is a very muscular young gentleman uh, with his own butt flying up behind him with golden wings. Yeah, with a, yeah. a silvery tail coming out of it towards his butt. Um, poke, poke a butt, poke a butt, go. Poke Pound, a butt, go. Pound by Um I think so. He he definitely gets very meta with certain things. Um, <laughs> And he's expanded, obviously, into, uh, according to his Wikipedia, into, uh, uh, what you got for me, Michael? Bigfoot sommelier butt tasting? Um, And the butt files, the case of Bigfoot's wiener. (laughs) That's very good. Uh, Bigfoot pirates haunt my balls, also very good. Um, There's one on here that is uh, taken hotly by my handsome, physically manifested hot take, which is very, very good. Oh my god, Um, that's good. Yeah, it's he's heavy metal unicorn lawyer sings into my butthole legally. A lot of really, really good These stuff on here. These are amazing. 
Yeah, Turned so, gay by the existential dread that I may actually be a character in a Chuck Tingle book. <laughs> um, so the the Wikipedia article says that he has expanded beyond dinosaur erotica into stories based on unicorns, big feet, and various anthropomorphized objects and even Excuse concepts. Me? Wait, uh, big feet? Wh- that's what you had a problem with in there? Yeah, I mean that's not that's not the plural of Bigfoot. Sasquatches. Like, because Bigfoot is one word. It's it's a name of an animal. You, it's, it's is it Bigfoots. not like gazelle gazelles? It's just Bigfoots. Yeah, Bigfoots. Yeah. So like attorneys, is it more of a title or like a? <laughs> I I mean I don't know. I'm I'm with you. I think I don't know that I would go to war on it. But I, I'm just hey, saying, I've, if like somebody's last name, like it would be a really stupid last name. But if somebody's last name was like Goose. Like, the plural of goose is geese, but you wouldn't say, oh, the geeses are coming over. You'd be say the gooses, right? If that well, was their last name. You don't just pluralize their last name like a, like a normal thing. That's just weird. Well, Michael, I do have to, according to Mr. J.R. Tolkien, I don't know if you've seen Fellowship of the Ring, but there's a Proudfoot family of hobbits living in the Shire. And they call them and- Proudfeet? No, they, they, yeah, they are known as the proud feet, not oh, as the, the proud foot. No, that's not how it works. Listen, dude, I'm sorry, but it's in the movie. Well, that's why so I've Bilbo, never seen it. Bilbo says proud foots and he gets yelled at proud feet. So that's probably what the Wikipedia editors were going by the, the <laughs> Lord of the Rings rules, which is it's the, like the AP the, style book. It's the only style book that I actually generally. <laughs> That's why all of my prose is 20,000 words long, and it's a, it features a lot of shit just walking around. Um, but yeah, Michael, I... Reamed by this, my reaction to the title of this book. <laughs> <laughs> all of these are just the best thing I've ever read. Um, <laughs> I, I did find a, a collection of Scary Stories to Tingle Your Butt, Seven Tales of Gay Terror by Chuck Tingle. Um the description is thus in the dead of night comes a terrifying scream not of fear but of hardcore gay passion between a man and the gay bigfoot that haunts his balls <laughs> and on the title is a um bigfoot mummy and a uh crocodile man wearing tidy whities just both beefing up behind a a very <laughs> very naked young man sure yeah okay and the the uh the author note is reader beware you're in for a boner <laughs> I don't know why oh, I didn't know have, about there's, this. There's previews of these books. Oh God, this is the best thing I've ever found out about. And like, I know we've wasted a lot of time on our podcast about this, but I I feel like everyone needs to know about the blissful erotica that is Chuck Tingle's work. I feel like we should have a book club. Mm-hmm. I also feel like we could write a book like this. Not that we should or would, but why not? And why shouldn't we? But I mean, honestly, we could write a book called The Handsome Pretendo Swap Joysticks and Portable Screen Slam My Butt While Also Allowing Me to Control My Game. Like, that is a book that we could write. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> could it we is. Though? Yep. I don't feel like I know enough about any of those things. Michael, do you think do you think we really could not write a book titled Living Inside My Own Butt for Eight Years, <laughs> Starting a Business and Turning a Profit Through Common Sense Reinvestment and Strategic Targeted Marketing? I think we both could do that. Oh, man. We could I write don't know that a lot book. about marketing, though. Hey, I got you covered, my man. All right. Cool, cool, cool. How do you think we've grown to be such a huge podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Through my sharp marketing mind and dedicated abilities. Do you think, Mike, what do you else? think that Chuck Tingle's one person? 
A, it, I think it is, yeah. Really? Although, according to his Wikipedia, he does have a son. I feel like he's churning out so many books. Man, that's the thing about these romance authors. We talked about this on the uh, the cocky uh, the cocky lawsuit sort of episode. Mm-hmm. Um, these folks are just, they're in it for the love of the game. They're cranking out content left and right. They, they can put out a book every three months. And this is that's what Chuck's doing here. Just a lot of writing. I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like when you tap into a story as powerful as Dinosaur Erotic, it kind of just flows out your fingers onto that through that keyboard <laughs> right into the uh, the Amazon self-publishing platform. It yeah. just you can't help it. The stories flow out of you. I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, each book is probably fairly short. I'm guessing a couple hundred pages, maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not like 900 page, you know, George R. R. Martin. What if it was, though? Oh, my God. Okay, so it would be like Game of Bones. He actually does have a uh, Game of Thrones. Mm. Um, it's called Game of Butts, the Pounds of Winter. Oh, that's even um, better than Game of Bones. Yeah. And by the way, that is the um, that is in the uh, the first tier of books to unlock in this humble bundle. If you pay more than one dollar, you get Game of Butts, the Pounds of Winter, mm. mm-hmm. along with Pokey Pokey Butt Go, Pounded by Them All, Pounded the Butt by My Own Butt, and uh, the Art of Tingle. So yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much set. Michael, what else you got for me this week? Um, I mean, I feel like we should just stay on this train. Yeah, man. Why not? What train? What train? <laughs> the the sexy train? Yeah. Let's stay let's horny. Just ride the sexy train? Yeah, man. Let's keep it horny. Um. Is, is this going to be a horny one? Take, <laughs> I mean, it depends on how horny you get for frogs. Oh, you know me. Which not is- <laughs> horny at all. I want to die now. I You said the word frog and I, I wish I could die. Do you know anything about frog genitalia by any chance? Yeah, Michael, I don't know. No, other than what I learned from Jurassic Park and that... Uh, Life you, finds you a have way? To, yeah, you have to look up the dinosaur skirts. Uh, yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> I, fuck, no. I, I have made a point of not learning anything about frogs because I know they're the devil. Well... And if you stare too long into the abyss, Michael, the abyss stares back. In this case, in Australia, a giant frog penis stares back at you. Oh, God. Um, oh, beans. Apparently, well, I guess I didn't know this beforehand, but frogs aren't supposed to have penises. They have cloacas. Cl- like cloacas. a bird. Like a bird? I guess so. Um, but somebody shared a Facebook photo from Australia that showed a frog with what looks like a pretty large penis. Okay. I'm send you... Have they evolved just to sling giant hogs? That's bad. <laughs> so, yeah, so- man, that guy's packing. Oh, man. Oh, mama. All right. So apparently it was discovered by a BuzzFeed. Wow. A BuzzFeed news reporter in Australia who writes that the images have shaken me to the very core. <laughs> uh, Yeah. <laughs> but um, they're saying that the frog didn't evolve a penis. They're saying that the frog actually has a third partially formed leg. I don't know what's more terrifying. Right? I mean, I, I do know it's more terrifying. This thing is, we've talked a little bit. We've talked multiple times about the Mexican gentleman who has the world's longest donger. Um, this frog is doing pretty good work in the in the downstairs department. Um I think it might be more terrifying that the he decided that he could grow a third leg and then just got tired of it like a quarter of the way through. It's, it's like, you know what really helped me jumping? Another leg. Another, by the way, really powerful looking leg. This guy's fucking ripped. It's like the 
This is like the Dwayne the Rock Johnson of frogs. Okay, here's the other question I have. They're in Australia, and uh-huh. where literally everything is breeded or like evolved to kill you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, why isn't this frog 18 feet tall? Or why would you pick it up to see that it had a giant penis? Like, what? Like, well, how close were you to this frog? That's the thing, though, about Australians. I feel like they've they've also evolved. Like, it's like, yeah, this thing could kill me, but it probably won't because it's not like. Whatever. I would like, assume it was like some kind of weird new mutant frog that was going to like shoot venom out of its dick at me. Although if if there was one group of people, and I'll say this, other than like the Scottish that were just like, man, I think I just saw a pretty rad dick off that big animal. <laughs> I'm going to go pick it up to make sure what I saw was a pretty rad dick. Like, okay. it'd be the Australians. We're like, oi, check out the... I'm not even going to try. I feel like of all oh, the people... put another shrimp on the bobby. <laughs> put that shrimp on it. Like, no other no other people in the country, in the world would be like, pretty sure that was a raging hog. <laughs> I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> like, I will risk almost certain death to pick up this toad just to check out its, its, its dong. I just got to see it. Well, if anyone was like, well well versed in the anatomy of like dangerous animals it'd probably be the australians and if they just saw this be like that's not right i know frogs frogs don't hang dong like that <laughs> they don't even who is, they don't even have dong who is this king frog that i need to meet also can i eat it and absorb its powers that's probably what came next most definitely somebody ate that frog's fake penis I mean, they definitely ate his big, strong legs, which, by the way, they are gigantic. Holy crap, this frog can jump 18 miles, I think. Um, Apparently, this- It is upsetting how much it looks like a human penis. <laughs> it, do- just- it has even, like, the little, like, like head at the end. Yeah, it's just, it's just a human dick. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can try to call it a leg all you want, but it is it is not shaped in any way like a leg. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... It's like a baby frog holding a baby frog's apple. (laughs) (laughs) Except it, unlike a frog, it doesn't have the creepy, horrible claws on the end of it. Um, Yeah, boy, howdy. That, I mean, I'll say this. That frog is packing some thunder down under. (laughs) (laughs) He's in the new Magic Mike. Yeah. Magic Mike 3, the animated version. Oh, God. Oh, can you imagine the... Do you remember the frog from, uh, like, the Animaniacs or whatever, WB? Yeah. Uh-huh. Who would, like, be, like, dance with the little top hat? Can you imagine that frog? No. Because no. he wasn't wearing pants. Was it? Yeah, he was We should have known that they didn't have... That they didn't have penises. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty clear. Yeah, he's just walking around like my dad around the house. <laughs> um, oh, man. I... Michael, you know how I feel about frogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time imagining imagining like a worse reality than if they all had three functional legs to jump them because like that improves directional control to a degree that I'm not really comfortable with because if I see a big old frog in the sidewalk just hanging out, I will walk 10 feet into the grass to get around that frog. But if he can see me with his devil eyes and now has additional jumping ability, I am... I got to go 20 feet out of my way into the grass where, I don't know, there's probably more fucking frogs. And he can probably do some sick stunts. 
if you have oh, three God, legs. This dude can do mad nine 960s. Yeah, like he's doing flips and shit, like not just 900s. jumping around. <laughs> <laughs> I know how I, I know how circles work. Nine nine sixty-two I mean, to be fair, a nine sixty is more impressive than a nine hundred. You're gonna not gonna be going the right direction when you land the bad boy, but hey, you can do the dance. It's bike. true, you turn the sixth more than I'm just Tony Hawk. Uh, I am really upset that like this, you know, every, I went to school, I went to Christian school and everyone was always like, well, where's our missing link? Why aren't there any like, you know, apes talking? It's like, this is it. Some Australian dude just ate the link between normal frogs and three-legged frogs. Like that happened. This was the first evolutionary link and some Australian dipshit found it and cooked it. That penis was literally, it literally looks like a sausage link. So that makes sense. Yeah. Do you think he just cut the dick off and then ate that and just let the frog go? I bet he did. Uh, yes. But it, yeah, like again. Did he cook it, it first is my question. Like we know well, he ate it. Here's the thing though. We, so just, just to build on the thought, he definitely ate the damn thing. He definitely <laughs> nibbled that dick off. Um, we know that Australia is a hotbed, the final frontier of the evolution on earth. Because mm-hmm. everything is there. Everything there is trying to kill everything else. How many next steps in evolution have just been killed and or eaten by Australian people just, like, not having it? (laughs) It's got to be, like, 10% of the world's evolutionary capability on that continent. And those a-holes are just killing them left. Well, now you bring up an interesting chicken and the egg conversation. Like, is everything... Do all of the animals have these defenses to kill you immediately... Because of the evolution against the Australians. They must, like, right? They've been just killing them and stealing their dongs for so long. That, like, like, do you think the platypus always had a poison claw? Probably not. They're just no. like, oh, fuck. These British convicts showed up. Better try to kill them as hard as I can. Oh, they just started, they started laughing at me because of my duck bill and my stupid body. My what a dumb horrible. animal. Can we just talk it really, about it? Come on. It really is a dumb stupid. Like, how did that survive? How is that things? not the end all and be all against the intelligent design question? Right. I mean, come on. God made this thing. Sure. Why? Why? <laughs> I'm forced to ask why. Why didn't he give frogs 19 inch dicks like this guy has <laughs> if he was going to make the platypus? <laughs> right, you mean 19 inch, like. In proportion, if that frog was human size. Listen, man, I don't know. There's because like I'm a, imagining a frog with a like a normal sized frog with a 19 inch dick, and I. It's hard to really nail down the perception in this in this photo, like wh- what kind of angles we're working with. But this thing's dick looks up to be about the size of a Coleman cooler in the background. So <laughs> I don't know what the perspective is, but this dick might be 42 inches long. I don't know how big the frog is. It's hard to say. And that this man's hands it could be godzilla it could be by a the way foot. i honestly don't i think i can't tell what's in the background of this photo there's a bamboo like fence and then a cooler that might also be a stove i don't know what kind of technology they're working with in australia but oh mama i don't know what it looks like a stove cooler a cooler stove which wow that's pushing some ingenuity right there um well michael um i guess just to stay horny you hinted at a story earlier about about hogs <laughs> and peeping peeping looks at them and 
it didn't sound good, and I need to follow up on it. It sounded very bad. What well, were you talking about? Um, yeah, there was a story about these five nurses in Denver at the Denver Health Medical Center who got suspended for three weeks because they opened a body bag of a recently deceased man uh, to admire his genitals. Huh. Mm-hmm. Like, I assume that maybe one of them saw it or was his nurse and was like, y'all, I can't even describe to you there these genitals. Like, I don't... It, it says admire, so I assume it's not because they were, like, mangled or something. Like, they must be either really big or just really nice. Okay, before we get into this, I, I'm going to pose a just general question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is the maximum number of coworkers that you are allowed to assemble to, you gotta come see this, that is, like, not a fireable offense? In a hospital? I think in any co-working, like mm, in any mm-hmm. work situation, like if you find something so egregiously horrible <laughs> or awesome, like either mangled testicles or like really nice hog, like the two spec- ends of the, that spectrum, like how many co-workers is that do you have to corral that all of you get fired or you can skate under the radar? I think it might be one additional co-worker i feel like if you work in a hospital it's a zero it, yes you could say one other person because then you can say like oh like i needed their opinion on something if you assemble more than that then it, it just it the optics are bad however yeah. if you're in an office like you work for a marketing firm and there are mangled testicles somewhere like i feel like you should be able to bring everyone over I get, yeah, I guess it, and maybe it's not just a, let's, let's. Like, oh, fucking James got his dick mangled in the copy machine. Everyone should come That I feel like, okay, so let's, let's divorce this conversation from horribly mangled genitals for, (laughs) Michael, you know me, I don't want to, I don't want to spend more than two minutes away from this conversation. We need to get back to it. Okay. But just in general, if there's something private going on. Mm Mm-hmm. How many coworkers is too many to for you without looking like the office snitch to yep. be like, oh goddamn, you need to come check, you need to come peep this situation. Ooh, I mean, yeah, balls, like, balls or no balls. Yeah, like like again, I think, I think maybe one person. I think it's one. I think you can get away with one, and yeah. then after that, they can get in trouble. They spread the word. That's true. But, I think I think if it's a grapevine situation, no one gets in trouble. Maybe the last person to peep those not balls. <laughs> wink, wink. Um, but if you get a, a merry band of men together to go peep those not balls, I think all five of you get fired. <laughs> they didn't get fired, though. They just got suspended. So... And you know what? They probably didn't. And here's the thing about what I know of the medical industry. They probably didn't even get p- fired for scoping those balls. It was more that they looked up his medical records to learn that he had a nine inch hog. <laughs> I then went to check him out. Well, actually, it says multiple staff members <laughs> viewed the victim while he was incapacitated, including after he was deceased. So my guess is that one of them was his actual nurse. And maybe... Right. While he was alive, they said to one other person, like, yo, you got to look at this dude's junk. It's magnificent. And then after he died, they were like, well, he's dead. Like, I can tell all of my buddies now. Yeah. 
So please come peep this magnificent. Please. Um, can you? Well, here's the problem that I have. If this nurse was so preoccupied by the impressive genitals of this man mm -hmm. while he was apparently still alive and one has to assume dying, I would be more concerned that this man died because this nurse couldn't stop checking out <laughs> that dick and or massive gigantic balls. Yeah, like they were they were giving them the, the IV for something specific and they just put the wrong one in there because they could then, not take their eyes off of it. Oops, cyanide. I don't even know why we had that one. That shouldn't have been. It's baraglide and it causes. <laughs> oh, Baines really, really killed him that time. But <laughs> so here's, here's my question, though, like. I am. I for one do not really care what happens to my body after I'm dead. I'm an organ donor, a blood donor. Right. I want. I want to be sliced and diced and just and given I, away to everybody. I feel like if the last thing that happens, like right, or the first thing that happens right after I die, people want to see my junk. Like mm -hmm. that's like a pretty decent send off for my body before it gets like cut off and all my organs go away. I mean, as someone who's lived 32, almost 33 years of life with no one wanting to see his junk, like, yeah, get yeah, please. If that's the way I go out the door, hell yeah. You're like, finally, it's that's the thing. Artists only get appreciated after they're dead. I mean, I, I, on my driver's license, my new driver, my horribly new Georgia driver's license, I have written down my blood type that I'm an organ donor. I might just like Sharpie in there like, yeah, scope this thing. I don't know. Like, take a take a look. Do not resuscitate, but please look at these genitals. <laughs> call call your friends. Call all of your friends. Once I'm incapacitated, just you know what? Just drop them. Like it's fine. Just hang them out. Just yeah. Like it's it's all good down there. Whatever. <laughs> Maybe highlight my nipples too. Yeah, but I mean, just Why someone not? come. Please just check this thing just, out. <laughs> just look at me. You know, just really admire Michael for Michael. Right. That's that's what we want. Please. <laughs> They tell everybody about it you can for tell no reason whatsoever. Everybody I feel like we should just that cut this, this was this your dong. <laughs> <laughs> Might be quite simple, but <laughs> <laughs> I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. I put down in words how wonderful dong is. It's hanging to the ground. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. We should cancel this podcast. <laughs> Speaking of giant penises. Oh, boy. So we talked about um, how these people got suspended for peeping a giant dong after he was dead. Oh, well, we don't know his... Giant. We don't know it was giant. We know it was admirable. It was admirable. So in I whatever like way that whatever that might mean, maybe it was just expertly manicured, like maybe a lawn. A, maybe just like great landscaping. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it had a nice tan to it. It had a know. good edge edging. Weed whacked it. I, maybe the guy just did some nice work to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, this man, this porn star, he oh he needs five thousand pounds british pounds so that he can oh, be right. buried inside a six foot six foot long phallic shaped coffin that would of course be complete with a pair of testicles wait is he is he dead he's not dead yet 
But he's just raising money for when he dies. Yeah, there's Mr. Johnny Rockard. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Checks out. Yeah. He he's starting a crowdfunding campaign because he he wants to be buried inside of the penis. And the reason it costs so much is because it has to be remote controlled because he doesn't think that anyone would want to be the pallbearer and have to jerry- carry a giant cock and balls down okay, the, down so the aisle. Okay, so I have a couple idea, a couple thoughts here. One, um, so essentially he wants a, um, uh, I'm going to guess, seven foot long dick shaped power wheels. <laughs> Wait. That he can sleep inside of? Not just that it also will have a hydraulic mechanism that will make the coffin erect at an angle during the service. So it is going to be like a fully articulated wait penis. How I mean it's got to be erect if it's a coffin is he, is his dumb corpse going to be like sagging for ha- like is it going to bend at the knee at his knees yeah, 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 and then yeah, just and like it's going to you know as they wheel it out for the service so it's going to be it's so going to be a droopy ass so he's got a droopy ass flaccid dick coffin. Yeah, but then that, during like, the service, when they start talking all the good stuff about him, and somebody says his eulogy and how great of a porn star Johnny Rockard was, um, then he'll get harder and harder until it's fully erect, and then you can bury it. I don't know if that's actually how it's going to happen, but that's how I imagine it playing out in my head. This is the most egregiously upsetting thing I've ever fucking heard in my entire <laughs> life. I can't, like... I mean, at that point... So and really, he's just putting like putting himself to sleep inside of a like dick pool toy, <laughs> like they they just built around him and they just inflate with air with his dumb body inside. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, okay, yeah, I'm kind of into it. But they just put wheels on it so you can drive around because people don't want to. So it's this worry that as a male porn star, people won't his porn star friends won't want to carry a dick coughing around. That's the one thing that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and. Because yeah, like that I makes feel no like, sense. I feel like all of you guys, if I died first and I was like, I'm getting buried in a giant erect penis, you'd be like, Hell yeah, we're gonna carry your penis coffin. Yeah. Michael, one thing that I that I can't escape my mind on this story is that the thought of cramming your dumb dead body into a um flaccid and then and then erect penis tube mm-hmm. to send yourself into the grave. Um is a lot like Elon Musk sending a fucking <laughs> rocket ship into a cave to carry out young Thai boys and then maybe get them back out. Except it was always hard, though, his. It was always hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, this man w- created an actual submarine that might work. Did he, though? I don't know if it's, like, watertight. Yeah. I, I am so curious about what the actual functional capabilities of I my coffin, my dick coffin will become erect the the more nice things my friends say about me. And like and at that point, I honestly don't think that this man is dead whatsoever. That he's just like in that coffin waiting for his nice friends to say good things about him. And if they don't deliver, he will pop out and just fucking fight people from his <laughs> dick coffin. Like, cause that's exa- that's if I was going to go to the lengths to bury myself in a penis coffin that like had hydraulics and shit in it, I'm probably not dead. That's a good point. This is a stunt on every single possible level. What if the more you stroke his ego that uh-huh. you won't know that it's time to go until confetti shoots out the top of it? Or like maybe it's some kind of uh, like super soaker and it's like a yeah, Gallagher I, I, show like SeaWorld. I, First three rows th- get soaking wet. 
I'll be honest, I don't think in this situation, based on everything else I know about this coffin, I don't think it's going to shoot out a solid <laughs> to celebrate his death. It's actually... <laughs> There's his body's been spl- decomposing in it the entire time. Oh, yuck, yuck, <laughs> yuck city. Oh, gross. All I know is there's a splash zone, and I don't like what you just said. I hate it. It's the worst thing that you've said on this podcast. That might actually be the worst thing I've ever said on this podcast. No, yeah, I think it 100% is. In earlier, you talked about frog dicks. the worst thing yeah, I've ever said. This is the worst, and like, I think we've set a record for all the worst things in this episode, because this is a bad one, and I hate it. <laughs> So, I feel like there's only one story to go to after that. Oh, this should be good and great and... So, I've been sitting on this one for a while, um, pun intended. Uh, So, I'm going to start this out with a little bit of background for you. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. obviously, proctologists and people who um, do rectal exams and stuff like that, they have to be taught how to do these things right yeah um and you won't it's not like uh it's not like when you you pay like half as much to get a haircut from the people who are learning how to cut hair it's not it's a little bit harder to find volunteers for this the stakes are a little higher yeah Yeah. like hey we're gonna this guy doesn't really know what he's doing it's his first day we're gonna let him root around in your butt real fast well that means that there's people there has to be some kind of training technology or in this case a person there is one person registered in the uk that is called a rectal teaching assistant and this person is the person who has to who gets fingers rooted around his behind whenever they're trying to do some kind of new um technique or they're trying to teach someone some new some new butt stuff okay well, they finally, finally came out with a robot rectum. <laughs> Thank God we finally made it to the, the good times. You know, like the Jetsons promised us all sorts of good things in the 1950s. And God dang it, we finally found robot butts. Like we did it. You know how they talk about like we're, about whether we'll be able to recreate the human mind. Yeah. Right. And we'll be able to like. It's so complex. There's trillions of neurons firing. Like, as of 2016, like I said, I've been sitting on this story for a while, but this was late 2016 that this story came out. As of 2016, we hadn't had a robot rectum yet. And we're worried that, like, human or machines are going to take over because their brains are going to be better than ours. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you think about movies like Blade Runner. Mm Mm-hmm. Where they're all concerned about oh, replicants and oh, like, is that a synthetic human? Like, I don't like. Apparently, there's a really easy way to test. It's like, oh, you, there's no cognitive differences between robots and humanity. Are they which is which? Stick a finger up there, figure <laughs> it out. <laughs> like. Is it that easy? Like, oh, when we put so much work into creating this new intelligence, it's it's basically indistinguishable from humans. Oh, yeah. Does it know the sheer terror of just a surprise finger up the butt? Appa- no. Apparently the robot one, though, you can change settings on it to change the size and shape of the rectum to more okay. 
accurately match what what people are working with back there. This setting into it. This setting over it. <laughs> this setting pretty curious. <laughs> and if you wear three D glasses. <laughs> <laughs> Then you could actually, you could actually, all the sensors in there will create a 3D picture of, or 3D model of the anus and the rectum as you are doing the exam. So you can make sure that you're not like, I don't know, getting in any business you're not supposed to be in. I mean, (laughs) what? (laughs) So, you know how a lot of medical technologies are going to like robot surgeries or people being able to do long distance surgeries. They went the other way. They're like, you know what? We're going to keep the doctors 100% fully human. We still Uh want doctors putting their fingers up there. But you know what? We're switching to robot butts instead. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say this. If there's one part of me that I would prefer to be a robot, if you could just replace mine with the robots... It'd probably be the butt. Like, I'd rather just clear me out. I don't need a robot body other than my robot butt. That's it. Oh, so you're a cyborg. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Which part? Which part of you? Oh, it's my anus. Just the anus. (laughs) Just the butt. Oh, you're a cyborg. Oh, can you, like, hack into computers or, like, talk to Mars or do anything? Oh, no, not really. Um, It's mostly just um, smooth sailing down south. (laughs) Just the butt stuff. Yeah, um, haven't worried about diarrhea and God, do- a dog's age. <laughs> God, there's um, a story, there's a related story that I read about a doctor who did a colon- colonoscopy on himself so that he knew what it felt like so he could better understand patient's pain. And what I don't get is why he didn't just have somebody else do it for him. Someone like, else do it, like another seems doctor. better. Well, maybe, I mean, what if he's just the best at it? Like, he's been told that, oh, you're the the smoothest gun in the West. (laughs) (laughs) Colonoscopy's like, I don't know if I would trust someone else to to put a camera up on me, you know? I I feel like it's like cutting your own hair, though. It just never comes out the way you think it's going to. Can I say this, though? Like, beyond that level, I think all doctors should have to go through, like, medical procedures, like, on the reg. How many appendixes do they have? I mean, not like all of them, but like ones like this. Mm, Just the the preventative maintenance ones. The preventative ones, just like they take for granted. Like, yeah, I'm just going to shove this 18 inch long tube up your bummel. I mean, I don't know, Doc, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Like, scope that camera up there real quick. I feel like they should. I feel like they should understand what's going on on a visceral level. I feel like there's every doctor has that like textbook knowledge right. of like what's going on in your body, whether it's butts, <laughs> whether it's butts or butts, whatever it is. Like, where, where did you get off telling me that this won't hurt a bit until you've had a camera shoved up there? You know, mm-hmm. where do you get the nerve? And actually, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I feel like the tables might need to be turned at a certain point. And like to this point, like this guy doesn't trust another human. You doctor think that to every once in a while, like it should be like a secret shopper where somebody comes mm-hmm. in for the colonoscopy and he says, actually, this is your colonoscopy, doc. Whoops. And I, I was going to take a, a di- another step further that one day a robot butt would walk in and be like, <laughs> hey, just kidding. It's time for you to get pounded in the butt by your own butt. <laughs> 
<laughs> I feel like at a certain point, robot butts or robot doctors need to perform this just so human doctors know what they're getting into and like, oh, yeah, okay. We had it right the whole time. I knew that robot butt was right. So we're always very worried about robots taking over the world. And we always think it's going to be like some Terminator type robot that was created by like with military technology. But like, no, honestly, the the place where there's the most innovation for cyborgs and, and human robots is like the sex industry, right? Like porn. Yeah. I mean, like. Literally, DARPA is just cool. You made a big dog that you that won't fall over. Good job. The good, cool big dog. Love that dog. <laughs> Do, can it like feel butt stuff? Right. Eh? I'm just saying it's going to actually it's going to be instead of like a Terminator style like takeover. It's just going to be a lot of like this is how they win. It's a lot of it's parts just, of humans just crawling at us like it's fucking Toy Story. Oh, that's the worst. I can't even just like a butt flexing its way yeah. towards you. Just like get get out of here. Like the like the broken parts in what was it? Toy Story oh, three. Some nasty old robot frog dick just crawling. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not interested. This is this is the worst apocalypse. Oh God, Michael. I don't even. I'm gonna have nightmares tonight about this horrible apocalypse. <laughs> And I did it to myself, which is the worst part. My dumb idiot Adderall brain made this happen. Just, just a lot of like robotic fleshlights just crawling oh, at you. Yuck, yuck, Rooney. Hate it. Gross. Oh, Michael, it's been horrendous talking with you tonight. And I loved every second of it. Um, everyone, if you enjoyed this episode, see a priest, but you can also find out more information at goodbuddymedia.com. Um, <laughs> You can also find out about our sister show. Uh, I made a blog. Michael made a blog. It was a big Catman blog. I made a blog. Uh, oh, I'm going to put so it. much blog up in there. This is a good episode for blog stuff because oh, it's so horny. It's a good this, episode this, for hog stuff. Whoa. Oh, sweet Lord. Um, everyone, you can also find out more information about our sister show, Longest Days of Our Lives, in which Michael and I and our good friend Curtis watch every single episode of the hit show 24. We are coming up on episode Hour 21 of day two, um, Jack Bauer just came back from the GD dead. Mm -hmm. And, um, well, he murdered a lot of people. Um, we're going to try to get another episode up this week. It might be next week, but uh, you can find more information there. And also, if you want to shoot us a message for this show, if you want to share a story, or if you want us to read a uh, message to a fellow listener, uh, you can shoot us an email at goodbuddymedia at gmail.com. We read every single message we get. We'd love to hear from our fans, and uh, we would love to hear what you think about the show. So, uh, Michael, how else can people help us out? Yeah, you can find us on all of your favorite podcast apps, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, Spotify. Uh, please search for Trends in Low Places or Longest Days of Our Lives and, uh, you know, lightly press that subscribe button. Just caress I mean, that subscribe button until yeah, I... Yeah, just smooch it. Uh, please give us a review and a rating but like not after this episode when all of this is fresh in your mind like maybe one of yeah, the like, better ones where you're like yeah that was a five star show yeah really rewind to like a good episode yeah. that would be great um also podcast republic if you use that bad boy on android they have ratings and reviews Ooh, now so right, i don't know pop right. on by and drop an episode uh, review there but again not for this not one. for this one like Perfect. really dig deep and consider our good episodes consider the good ones and not not all of the ones that were just happening just now 
Like not frog hogs, whatever we call this episode. <laughs> um, you can also find us on uh, all the social medias, the grams, the books, the tweeters. Um, all one of the other ones. One of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, Froghogs.com. I don't know. What, mm. what, uh, what other social media sites are there? Uh, no, it's, that's Snapchat, it. Snapchat. Uh, Bumble. Reddit. Um, we're on Bumble and and <laughs> Tinder. Um, make sure you swipe. Make sure you swipe swipe uh, right on us. Yeah, hey, you did, I it. did it. You did it, it, you old man. You, um, married old man. Yeah, when you see us post something on one of the social medias, please share. Uh, give us a, a favorite, a like, a retweet, and uh, you know, tell your friends about us. This, please, yeah, this is how we uh, this is how we get more listeners is by you telling other people. Not about this episode, like one of the other ones, and telling them how awesome we are, and really appreciate uh, all the new listeners and everyone who's told their friends about us so far. Um, I apologize again for this episode. Yeah, deepest apologies and regrets. Um, but Michael, it's been lovely. Talking I regret to you this week, nothing, buddy. actually. You know what? Fuck you. This was an awesome episode, and I love you, buddy. I have no regrets either. You know that. <laughs> I love you too. Toodles. Toodles.